Welcome to the e-commerce society podcast, where you can learn how to start, grow, scale, or launch your dream e-commerce and product-based business, all without ever relying on ads or social media. Each week you will hear step-by-step tangible and fluff-free strategies to help you skyrocket your sales and traffic, gain more visibility for your business, and create those mega loyal customer super fans, which you totally need. Hi, I'm Carrie Fitzgerald, your cheerleader and hype girl. Went from corporate marketing in the education space to building, scaling, and selling my own product-based business. And today, my work and mission is to help founders just like you create and scale the world's most magnetic brands and turn them into fucking empires. So whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab a coffee or grab a champagne and let's dive into it. Welcome. In this episode, we have multi-passionate founder, Lindy Gallegos, who is talking about how she has started her latest brand, which is an artisanal, beautiful handbag where she sells amazing handbags that are crafted in Colombia and Mexico. And Lindy is a really fun guest because one, she was in my cultish product program and She's amazing. I've been working with her off and on for a few years now in different programs that I've had. And I truly love someone like Lindy because she is so passionate and she's so ambitious and she sees something that she's interested in and she kind of just goes for it and makes it happen. She doesn't make excuses and she doesn't get held back on like the what ifs and fear and things like that. So I definitely love Lindy and this episode's fun because we talk about just how she's super multi-passionate and why she started this amazing handband company. So she has also been the founder of a Jeep-inspired apparel company. She has started a pet business on Amazon. She is also the founder of a hair extension salon in, I believe it's outside of Dallas in Texas. So anyway, this is a fun episode and be sure to grab a coffee or a wine and let's dive into it. Welcome to the podcast, Lindy. I am so happy to chat with you. How are you today? Good. And you, I'm so happy to be here and see your face. I know, me too. So we're going to be chatting all about starting product-based businesses and, you know, maybe we can venture into a few other topics because I know you are a very multi-passionate entrepreneur. Before we dive into that, you just introduce yourself and just tell everyone, you know, your name and your business and what you do. Well, my name is Lindy Gallegos. I'm a over full-time hairstylist. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> and um, I just, I work for myself in Rockwall, Texas. And right now I sell handmade bags in my shop and online from Columbia and some clothing from Tulum. Nice. And what is your product business called? Shop Pada Team. <laughs> and it means for you in Spanish. I love it. And I would definitely want to talk about your business because I, you know, I have one of your bags and they it's so fun and so pretty. And I did get to wear it on my Caribbean trip recently. I was like, finally, I can wear your fun bag. But yeah, I would love to just talk about your journey a little bit because I know that you've started multiple businesses and, you know, you currently have, I think two, but you, you might have more. I don't know. I feel like you have lots of businesses. When did, <laughs> what was your first business? So 
take us back to whatever your first business was. What was the business? What did you sell? Kind of walk us through like what that looked like. So my very first business was doing hair. Um, I went, I was working at a commission salon and then I decided to booth rent on my own and just, and I still continue to do that. So along with doing that, I wanted to, I wanted to grow and I, I wasn't sure like if I wanted to like grow a salon or a product-based business and this girl that I know she actually, um, retired doing hair and she was selling stuff on Amazon. And I was like, wow. And I personally knew her. So I'm like, I reached out to her. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Like you retired from hair and now you're selling this product. Like, this is really cool. I didn't want to like retire from hair, but I kind of wanted to see what my other options are to maybe slow down. Cause I do work long hours, like 12 hours a day on my feet is a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work. So I kind of wanted to scale back a little bit if possible. So I started looking into Amazon. And at the time I had a dog named Sparky. I took this whole program of like how to sell on Amazon, which was a really, really good program teaching mm-hmm. you how to sell on. And it was at the point where I was starting to get really saturated. Didn't know that, but it, Amazon's a whole nother beast. <laughs> But anyways, I started that and I got a really good product. I was, uh, I got inspired from my dog, Sparky. Um, and he died, uh, 2020 or no, 2019 from cancer, which was terrible. And I, yeah, it was really hard. And I started a business called Sparky time, like after him. So my vision was to do like a whole bunch of dog toys, dog beds, anything dog related that a dog would need mm-hmm. and um, sell on Amazon. And I started with dog toys and it was so cute. It was like a jungle set of four and um, it was doing really good. But after year after year of doing it, it was more of like a wash because of the marketing that goes in it and the cost to keep up with the marketing on Amazon and so forth. It was just, not profiting. So it was a hard thing to let go, but I had to let that go. And then, then I was down a rabbit hole on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, what else can I do? Cause I'm always just thinking and growing. And I just want to, I just, I don't like to just sit still. I want to start something and make it succeed. And so I was like, what am I going to do next? So then here I am on YouTube. I found you <laughs> on YouTube. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, uh, she did this, like, box. You found me. I don't think I remember it because I feel like you reached out to me. It was a long time ago. So that's uh-huh. so funny. I didn't know that. I love, this is why I love YouTube. YouTube is, it's the best. You can connect with people. Yeah. And look at us now. Did your program and now on your yeah. podcast. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, then I met you and then you gave me some, you know, ideas of like doing uh, the sand and land, the Jeep business. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I started that with Printful and so forth. 
And that that was going slow, <laughs> slower than I expected. It was, um, you know, print on demand. So mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't moving. I was like, well, gave it, you know, some time. And I don't know, I, my passion wasn't behind it. I had a Jeep and it was just like always, you know, coming up with the designs and so forth. So I'm like, man, this isn't, I was like, I don't know. It just wasn't. Look what I have. Oh, look. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> See, that's so cool. I know. So I was just like, all right, well, this, let me try this. And wasn't really picking up traffic. I was like, man, this, and working my over full-time hair job, I just didn't have the time to like really focus on that. Mm-hmm. So then I was in uh, Tulum. Mexico. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I got like this really cool bag there. And I got so many compliments on it. And I was like, I don't know. I it just this idea popped in my head when I was like walking into church. I was like, and I sat down, I was like, told my husband, I was like, what if I start selling these bags? <laughs> and I'm always just thinking of things to sell. And like here, I have one of the bags right here. So pretty. Aww, so pretty. <laughs> Yeah, they're all just so different. So, you know, I thought about it. And then we were about to go to Isla Mujeres in Mexico again. And I was like, Robert, that'd be kind of cool to see if we can find out like where we can get these bags, you know, because I found it in Tulum about a year ago from when this idea popped in my head. And he's like, yeah, let's let's figure it out. So then I ran across um, a really cute boutique. And um, uh, in Isla Mejeres, and the owner's name is Matthew. And Robert's like, well, why don't you ask him where you can find these bags? Because I didn't see them in there, but he had like some really cool, stylish items in his uh, boutique. So I was like, you know what? Sure, let me let me ask him. So I asked him, and he's like, yeah, this at my other location on the island, this girl named Anna, she knows where to find them. She has a bag herself, and I'm like, what? that's so crazy. So then the next day I went over there, met up with Anna. She knew I was showing up. Um, he told her. And then next thing you know, she connected me with her supplier and I got some bags from her that she currently had while I was there on the Island. Mm-hmm. And then I brought them back to the U S to my clients at my studio and to see, you know, I'm like, let me see if my clients like them. And, um, they fell in love and I have tons of clients that buy like they'll come in and then they want a different color or this color. So Mm -hmm. in person has worked better for me and working with the clientele that I already have due to me not having the time to set aside for the marketing and so forth. Um, So I've been working with the clients that I have to help grow my business and it's been really good. So this has taken, going really well for me. Yeah. I love that. I want to backtrack a little because I feel like you mentioned three different businesses here very casually. So let's backtrack a little. <laughs> You're yeah. so funny. You're like, oh, I just started a business and then I started another one. For so many people starting a business that it's not so easy. You know, they it's like they go under the analysis paralysis mindset of, oh my God, there's so many decisions. What do I sell? 
how do I do it? Where do I find product? You know, so I I first love about you that you really are so like tenacious and you're just you have this mindset of I'll figure it out. So I really like that about you. And I remember when you I remember when you reached out to me and we set up a we did a one to one call. And I want to say you had messaged me about doing something with hair, like a hair subscription box. And then we were chatting and then you decided to do the Jeep product idea, which I still love, by the way. And in the middle of you talking, I was for anyone listening, I have I bought one of Lindy's hats with a Jeep on it because I have a Jeep Wrangler and I'm obsessed with the Jeep Wrangler. So I love all things Jeep. But one thing that I want to point out that I think is really important and very interesting is you talked about the the pet business and it seemed like you're really passionate about it. You you know, it was created um, after your dog, you know, and all that. And I totally get that because I my first business was also in the pet space and completely inspired by my my dog, Asha. So I love that, you know, dogs do have such a special place in our heart. And I think so many people that have a dog that means so much to them, they end up starting pet businesses and can do really well. But you seem really passionate about that. And then with the handbag company, I feel like when you're talking about the handbags, you kind of light up a little bit. Like you can tell there's a lot of passion and excitement. But when you were talking about the Jeep, the print on demand, so you mentioned you wanted, you started a brand called Sand and Land, I think it was called. And you said it was through Printful. So for anyone listening, Lindy started a print on demand shop using uh, Printful or Printify. So basically you have a design uh, for clothing, you upload it, and then you can sell t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, whatever. And when a customer orders the Printful, it's like a third party will print and ship it for you. So it's a different, it's kind of like drop shipping, but it's it's mainly, um, not mainly, but it's mostly like sweatshirts, t-shirts, apparel, but you can actually sell mugs, notebooks. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. But what you mentioned about that was you said like the passion was not there. You said something along the lines of like, I just wasn't passionate about it. And that's that's so interesting to me because I've heard that from other people multiple times. You have an idea, you go through all the work of starting a business and then you launch it and you're just like, it's like, ugh, like you just don't want to do it because you're. It, there's something about it that is missing. And I truly believe unless you start a business and someone else runs it for you, if you are not lit the F up about it, it's not going to work because you have to be excited about the business. Not every day because no one's going to be excited about their business every day, but if you're not, especially at the beginning, if you're not excited about it, there's something off. Like it's just, it's probably not the right business for you. So that that really stood out to me when you were talking, because I think that's what happens to a lot of people. And for someone listening here, if that's you and you're just not excited about what you're selling, your lack of excitement, one, you're not going to be consistent on social media. You're not going to be consistent with the marketing you're not probably not going to be consistent with any of that because you're not excited about the business. And when you're not excited and you're not consistent, that's when sales don't happen for you. So I just wanted to point that out because that was a very interesting just observation that I was that I made when you mentioned the three different businesses that you have. And, you know, that's the one that you st- started and stopped. You know, the pet business, I totally understand Amazon 
is its own beast. And, um, you know, it sounded like maybe if you had continued that or maybe you had branched out on different sales channels, you could have made it work. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You could always start another pet business, but Amazon is its own little beast. And I'm not an Amazon expert, but, um, you know, it can be, can be hard. So yeah, it is hard. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it was just getting oversaturated. I mean, it's great for anybody that has done it. And I know people that have been very successful, but really they had to quit their job. <laughs> you know, everyone that I've talked to, and I just could not do quit my job and focus on that, you know, but yeah. with the bags, it's like, it kind of, it's so different, you know, and you, with the doctor. Okay. So with Sparky time on Amazon, girl, I had beyond passion for it. I had so much passion that mm -hmm. I didn't want to let it go. But I had to be smart about it to know that I have to close yeah. that chapter right now because I'm I'm pouring way too much money into it. I wasn't financially smart to keep it mm. at the moment. But with the purses, it's just so different. And not a, and with the dog toys, a lot of people were selling dog toys. Everybody sold dog toys. So you're competing with a lot of people. So that made it harder. But with these bags, they're each one is handmade and each one is uniquely like has a different color, the rhinestones, everything about it. And I can customize it if a client was like, Hey, I want these colors. And I tell the, you know, the people in Colombia like exactly what I want and they can make it happen. And it's really cool. It's been a lot of fun because, you know, I can see what my clients are liking and not liking on the colors that they like rhinestones on them or not. And I have a lot of like, um, I do have some future like pop-up events that I had to like plan out in the future due to my work schedule mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to do. I'm really excited for that too. So there's just like been a lot of op more opportunities with this. And so, and I've learned from, you know, the past businesses and my hair business of how to, what I can do to make this successful too. I love that. The do's and what do you think are, I, okay. I want to backtrack again one more time. Sorry. So, cause this stuff is really important when you have a business that you are emotionally connected to emotionally invested in, which was your pet business. And I know this happens for a lot of people. I sold my pet business. And when I was thinking about selling it, I felt, it, it felt scary to, to not have this anymore. I, had poured three years of my life into it. And it was such a huge part of my life. And it really felt like it was a, a huge part of my identity at this point. Like, who am I if I don't have this business anymore? And so at first, when I was thinking of selling it, it I, I wasn't sure. I didn't know if I wanted to because I'm like, what will I do? How do I, how do I give this up? It felt like a child almost. And for a yes. lot of people, like they don't, they won't, either sell it or close it or whatever because of the emotional hold that it has on them. What made you kind of realize, okay, I, I'm attached to this. It's, you know, dedication to my beloved dog. How did you just feel like it's the right thing to do and part ways? Because I think for some people, they would just continue to lose money rather than just close yeah. it, you know, get rid of it or oh. something else. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. I'm not going to lie because Sparky was, 
he was my world. Anybody that knows me and Robert, they know like he was everything to me. Girl, I had a full on funeral for him. Okay. (laughs) I did. We had people praying over him. I mean, girl, you have no idea. (laughs) So he meant everything to me. He was my world, everything. He lit me up. And to, you know, when I lost him, I I told him, I was like, I was like, I'm going to make this work. And, you know, it just makes me like emotional to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I've really, really tried everything. I even reached out to Hollywood Feed to sell some of the toys in there. And they were considering it. And mm-hmm. they were like, but we need more options, you know, of the toys and this and that. And I'm like, man, I just financially so tied up with all the other toys I have with it that I need to sell and so forth. Um, and like I said, it was like a wash. So I sat, sat down with Robert, my husband, and I was like, I don't want to let this go. And, you know, we just really just talked about it. Like, it's not, you know, I know to me, I felt like I was disappointing my, my child, you know, Sparky. And I just, you know, talked to him. I know your God. And I was like, and, and I wrote him a letter and I was like, I love y'all too. You know, I tried everything I could to make this happen and maybe we'll, you know, come back to the Sparky, but you know, right now I, I just, I'm going to put this on hold and, you know, maybe I'll come back to it if, if it's meant to be, mm-hmm. but I just writing the letter and just like praying about it just really helped a lot to mm-hmm. close that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it can be hard. I think for, for a lot of people, they, you pour so much, not even financially, just like, just the emotional connection I think you have and you put him and I think it can be hard to justify, okay, I've put so much effort in just the what ifs. What if, what if I get into the Hollywood feed like pet store or like, what if you just never know? So I think you keep holding on to a store. So I, you know, I wanted to bring that up because I think it's a really important point. And I think it's really important to know when it's time to move on. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean. Yeah. You just have to listen, you know, you just got to really kind of like step back and be like, all right, God, what are you trying to tell me here? Like, this isn't going where I thought I'm doing more than I'm make, I'm trying to make something happen. That's not going to happen, you know? Mm. So to just take a step back and listen and, you know, and then now he's guided me in a different direction. So with the purses, but I know Sparky is so proud of me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what do you, like, I know, you know, obviously you were in my college product program. So I got to know you really well, you know, throughout our time working together and our calls and all that. Um, So I know a little bit about, you know, you starting the business. What do you feel like makes this business different from the other two businesses? Maybe it's just, you know, you enjoy selling the bags more, but I don't know. What do you think makes this one different on how you feel about it? Or maybe how you show up, maybe, maybe how you show up is, is a better, a better word to ask you. That's because, um, I have that, you know, Robert was kind of like by my side when he was like, oh, this would be kind of a good idea. 
you know, and I have a connection with like culture behind it, you know, helping people that are, these are handmade. And I feel like I'm helping these artisans in Colombia that work so hard to make these. And it just has that connection, you know, behind it. And it just, it's, it's really inspiring and to see like all their hard work they put into just making, you know, a bag. And it's not just something that I'm selling that, you know, is from China or or somewhere else, you know, I don't don't know. It just has more passion behind it. And I don't know. I love that. Um, How did you, because I know the first business was Amazon. The second the Jeep um, apparel was on Shopify. Shopify? Yeah. Okay. And then the third business, the handbag business, was that, did you feel like it was easier to start this because you had already done two other businesses? So it was sort of like, okay, I have already done the pet business. I've done this other business. Now the third idea, I can just get I can sort of take action quickly and just get started quickly. Do you feel like it was just easier for you with this this time around or was it sort of equally as as hard? I feel like it was easier because I kind of had the experience of like the failures with you know the other two of like ah oh, that wasn't working or this worked and you know just doing you know and then working with my clients really helped too because the, you know they know me and they know what i love and they're like oh wow this is so cool these bags are really unique and you mm-hmm. know it's just learning like and i'm walking around like carrying a bag i've sold so many just like walking around they're like where'd you get that you know like oh, being wow. out of town yeah i took some bags when i was um in florida mm-hmm. and it was so crazy I got so many compliments. I'm like, well, I brought some down here. Do you want to, you know, see these bags? <laughs> I sold some. And then recently we went to Oklahoma to Broken Bow and I sold some up there. It, you know, oh it's God, just that's so funny. Or like flowing better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been challenging to market and it's it the bag sells itself too. You know, um, that's and that's like that's that's what you want. I mean, so many businesses, it's so hard and painful <laughs> to like get any kind of traction. And so when you have a business that people see the product and they literally come over to you, oh my gosh, where did you get that bag? I need one. I mean, that really is the secret sauce that that you're looking for, you know? So I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not, you don't see this everywhere, you know? So it's kind of like a one of a kind thing. And, you know, with, you know, the dog toys, a lot of, you know, Sparky time, a lot of people had dog toys. So what was different about mine? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was just story. And, you know, that was different. (laughs) And, you know, with the Sandaland, the t-shirts and the apparel, uh, there was a lot of t-shirts out there. So it was like the competition was just higher on both of those. So with the bags, it's that you don't really see these bags anywhere. So that I feel like that really helps too, is that it's not everybody has it, you know? And are you trying to do, because I feel like when you have a product that sells really well in person versus online, you know, it's, there's sort of like a twofold thing. One working with your website and bringing that in-person experience 
that you would get if you go into a store on your website, which you have to do through. And you know that I'm going to, you know, I talk about this all the time, like product photography and getting really awesome product photos and having multiple angles of things and having video. And, you know, you need so much of that on a website to, to even get a percentage of what it's like to see a bag in real life. Cause you can hold the bag. You can, you can literally like put it on your shoulder and try it on in the mirror. You can see what it looks like. You can smell it. You can touch it. You can't do any of that for the most part. There are apps that you can try products on. I just bought Birkenstocks after obsessing about them for like two decades. I got my first pair of Birkenstocks and I went to the website and I was so impressed. And I've seen this before. This isn't the first time I've seen it, but I I don't buy a lot of shoes. I hate shoes actually. And I was really impressed because there was a little app where it was like, try the Birkenstocks on. So I got to like hold my foot up and see what my foot looked like with different shoes. It was like, so it's so cool. So again, I I know this is not anything new. I've seen this on Amazon. I've seen this. Actually, if you go to any like a wayfair.com or like the home furniture websites, a lot of those, you, you can see what the couch looks like in your house. So this is not a new thing. But when you have things like that on your website, you're making it easy for a customer to see what the product would look like on themselves or what it would look like in the house. Hence, it boosts conversion rate. So it's really, really smart. And um, But when you have a product that, again, sells really well in person, then you kind of want to double down on that. Like, okay, cool. How do I get my bag in front of more people? So are you looking into doing more wholesale, getting products sold in stores? Like, how are you doing? What are you doing for that kind of a strategy? So I thought about doing a wholesale. Um, I was going to look in because, you know, Dallas has a, I live in Dallas, outside of Dallas. They have a big like market center. And I thought about going there to set up for wholesale. So that, that is actually one of my things I plan on doing soon. Oh, nice. I think it's cool to have that other source of income selling it that way too. Yeah. So there's a lot of you can do with, these handbags mm-hmm. and you know having my salon has helped a lot with my clients too seeing them in person yeah oh that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes it is just you build those relationships with people and you're using personal connections from your regular life and your other business and then they come into the store and you're chatting with them and then they see these beautiful bags in the shelves and, you know, it kind of becomes an easy sale. So I think that's, that's amazing. You need to do, you need to get yourself into more salons or, you know, duplicate, duplicate little Lindy's around promoting the bags in the shops. So (laughs) I'm trying. I know. Oh yeah. I know. It's been, it's been really good. I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's been, it's, move the fastest out of all the businesses I've had. So oh, it, nice. been, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There, and I have a window room in my shop. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have like a little case with the purses mm-hmm. and there's people that buy and I'm not kidding. I have people that come in and they're like, I love these purses and they just come in and buy them. So it's, it sells itself, you know? That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. What are um what are like a couple of things that I don't know, what are what are a couple of things that you wish that someone had told you from the beginning when you started your first business? 
What advice would you have loved to receive that you kind of know now, like you know better now, but you didn't know back then? Does anything come to mind? (laughs) Well, just like, just really, because I remember when I started Sparky Time, I was like, I don't know, this isn't gonna, you know, I don't know. I didn't really like believe in myself. So you just really have to just, be patient with the progress and believe in yourself. And, you know, cause I had trouble with that. I was like, nah, I don't know if I can do this. And it was working, like I said, with the sparky time, but the finances, that's all another, like it just it was becoming more of a wash. But if I just believed in myself better, I guess you could say, then I feel like, yes, I just give myself that advice and everything. Just believe in yourself and the product that you have and it will happen. Just be patient. (laughs) It will happen. That is good advice because I think a lot of people, you know, they're looking to start a business and then they find, you know, this person from YouTube who tells them, oh, start start an Amazon store and I can help you make $10,000 a day passively. And so you watch their video and you believe, oh, well, if they can do it, I can too. And then you buy their course or whatever they're selling. And then you actually go and start your Amazon store and you you realize quite quickly that's not those those stories of the overnight success and making a million dollars passively in one week, like that doesn't really happen. And like Yes, it could happen to some people, but that's not the norm. And then you do it for a month or two and you slowly get discouraged. And then you think it's, it's me. Like I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do it. And then you quit. And really you just needed to stick it out longer and to stop believing these idiots from YouTube. So. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Because because. Um, I forgot about this other one I did. So speaking of idiots, um, this guy was like, oh yeah, um, I'm not, I'm so embarrassed to say how much money I invested in this program, but he was like, oh yeah, I will get your Amazon business up and running girl. That was a joke. You just, you just got to really believe in yourself. Don't trust anybody else that's going to say, I'm going to grow your business or do this and that. No, you have to figure it out on your own. Be patient and believe in yourself. So what, so what was it? I feel like I need to hear that. You don't have to share what you spent, but what was this? Like he promised to start your store for you or he promised um, to help you generate amount like X amount of revenue or like, what was the deal with that? Oh, yeah. He was going to pick out all these products like he markets like, oh, yeah, this is the best seller. This one, you know, look at these accounts. They make this much money, blah, blah, blah. And we just need this X amount of money, which was a lot of money, a lot to start this Amazon business. And we will you'll you'll get your return less than six months. And I'm like, oh, Okay, well, this will be like passive income, what everybody talks about. Ah, hands clean. I'm good. Just let it let them do all the behind the scenes work. No, lied. Oh my gosh. You know, you live and learn, I guess. And he just 
that was a mess. So I shut that down. <laughs> is that it was you don't have to say who it is, but I'm definitely gonna ask you after. Um is this yeah. person still offering these? Oh, yeah. oh. This is why I mean I I sort of joke about these like the bro marketers on YouTube with their rented Lamborghinis. Be- right. But this is what these idiots do. They they literally and they're so convincing. They're so convincing. Oh, yeah. And they're preying on people and someone has this, you know, I want to start a business and, you know, my life, I, I don't know, people that are maybe they're doing a nine to five and they're bored or they just want to change in their life. Like any of us, we just want to do something different. And then we get targeted by this idiot who yeah. is, you know, posing in front of his lime green Lamborghini and I can make you make $20,000 per night in on Amazon drop shipping. <laughs> oh, yeah working less than 30 minutes a week and you buy their fucking program and then it's like a joke and it makes me so mad mad because I spent a ridiculous amount of money on it and Mm -hmm. it was just it was insane I was like how is this guy not in prison like he literally just took our money nothing with it yeah, I was like, uh, where's this return? This there's nothing, literally nothing. And it was yeah, so I was a little scarred from the Amazon world there. I was like, ooh, done. Yeah. I'm gonna this inspired me to work even harder to do this on my own. I'm gonna do this on my own. And I and I'm doing just that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in myself, found an amazing product and it's working itself. I think it's also, you know, it's a expensive lesson to learn. I'll say that it's, I don't know how much you spent, but it sounds like it, it, it was a lot, but it's a lesson to learn that when you have a business, I, and I firmly believe this, I think when you have a business, you have to understand how to do at least some of the things on your own first before you can have someone else manage it for you. And I see this happen. Oh with advertising. I know a lot of, I have a few business friends who do Facebook ads and they, they're, they, I would think they're very trustworthy. However, you see a lot of, you hear horror stories about Facebook people who will charge you thousands of dollars per month to run Facebook ads for your business. And then that's not even including, that's not even including the Facebook ad budget. So it's like they charge you 2000, 3000 a month to run the ads plus your ad spend, which they're going to tell you, oh, you need to have $2,000 a month ad spend minimum. So you're spending four to $5,000 a month on Facebook ads. And then the people will reach out to the ad person and uh, the agency and say, oh, well, you know, I'm spending so much money. What, how do I understand the return on investment? And Facebook makes it very confusing to understand if your ads are working. It's not super straightforward. It's not intuitive. And then the ad agencies just sort of say, oh, it takes it takes a little time to work. And oh, don't worry, they're working, but they're actually not making oh. any money. And you're just bleeding four, five, six, ten grand a month on ads that literally aren't effective at all. And it just it's it makes me really mad because oftentimes people get really burned and then somehow they find me and then i you know i try to help and i'm very honest like you know i'm honest i'm authentic i i try to tell people 
here are the ways to do things scrappily, you know, whatever. But it's so important that you know how to do something before you outsource it. Because if people understand the concept of ads and they understand a little bit about how to read the analytics, they they can figure out, okay, this agency is scamming the shit out of me and not yep. be blind to it. So it's it really sucks that happened to you. I'm so sorry. I'm d I can't I need to ask you some questions after. <laughs> I need to know. Yes. Is, but that's it's really horrible. And that happens to a lot of people. And it's it's really sad because those people shouldn't be allowed to to sell these programs and then just not actually help you at all if that's yeah. what they want to do. So Oh yeah, it was it was so bad. But yeah, I mean, you just really kind of have to do everything on your own. Like, cause I was just trying to like, like I said, do like passive income? I'm like, I don't have the time to focus on a business, you know, with, cause I do hair and any hairstylist out there understand it's a, it's a lot of work, you know, you got to come home and, you know, also post that your, um, you know, the pictures, the videos and content on social media too. It's, it's a lot of work doing hair, but to so I thought you know doing that I'm like oh that's easy passive income they market it like oh we you're gonna make this much money and that and I'm like okay and then he he you know I understood Amazon and the potential there yeah. so I'm like well obviously this guy is like Amazon king over here so and he has all these clients like show me everybody's like income oh this guy made this much and this guy that much and I'm like okay, well, he knows what he's doing. I don't have time to work with all that. So you do you, I'm paying you to do this. And no, that backfired bad. Always do everything on your own until you know, when you grow your business and you know the right yeah. people to hire, you got to do things slowly. <laughs> not just like, not an overnight success. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. It's it's a good lesson for you know anyone listening to know, but you know they, those people... The bro marketers on YouTube, beware. Um, well, yeah. on Instagram too. That's where I found him. <laughs> I I get pitched a lot of things constantly from people, and I just I don't even I just delete. Like I can help you make seven. I can help you get twenty five new clients a week if you just did it. I just delete all of them. And a funny story, and this has nothing to do with with well it has something to do with scamming and I'll just tell it really quickly. So yesterday on Instagram someone DM'd me and she was like I w- I w- I would love to hear your experience working with I think it was like podcast promotion agency and I was like I've not I haven't and I wrote back and I was like I haven't worked with them and I was like my podcast oh no no they said um we were referred to you from podcast promoter agency. And I wanted to know your, I wanted to get your feedback on working with them. And I said, Oh, I don't work with them. And they said, Oh, they told me that they market your podcast for you. And I was, I was so confused. And and I was like, no. And I was like, Oh, maybe. And then I was like, the person who's editing my podcast will be laughing right now. And I was like, oh, maybe Erin, who's my podcast producer and editor, she's the one editing the podcast. I was like, maybe she started a podcast agency and I she just didn't tell me. So I said, oh, I work with Erin Tafani. 
she was like, oh, is Erin part of the podcast promotion agency? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, but let me ask her really quick. And I started to get, it was confusing. And then, so the lady sent me this podcast promotion agency Instagram and I looked at it and I was like, okay, there's no way that this is not, I can tell instantly that there's no way Erin is oh, part yeah. of started it. It was, it was really low quality, low budget. And then this lady sent me screenshots of my podcast and statistics and numbers. This, these podcast people basically told this girl, oh, we helped the six figure product business podcast grow from 6,000 downloads to a hundred thousand downloads. And like, they literally took screenshots of my podcast, forged numbers and tried to sell their services. And I got so mad. I got so mad. And I, 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 um, reported them on Instagram instantly for, I don't know if it was for scamming or something. I mean, and I told her, no, this, I, I do not work with them. I do not like the reason my podcast grew is because I fucking market it. And I talk about it all the time and I'm consistent. I don't work with a podcast marketing agency or whatever it is. And please don't work with them. They're scammers. And then the lady yeah. was sending messages back and forth like, oh my God, they told me that they helped you grow and they sent me screenshots. And it was just this like ridiculous conversation that happened yesterday. So Anyway, the point here, people, is don't believe morons on Instagram who DM you and pitch you shitty services. They are walking red flags and just don't. Even if they send you screenshots of things, yeah, you can make shit up. You can literally go on, go to Google, type in Shopify dashboard, and you could literally, and this is probably what those people were doing with you. You can literally just take example dashboards of numbers and analytics and like copy and paste, you could probably create graphics in Canva with fake dashboards and analytics. So just be careful of people are, people are horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say, you know, with all that from learning that being scammed, you know, all that, just be patient and things will come when they're supposed to the right person to do your marketing that you will probably personally know, or someone knows someone that can refer them. Everything will fall into place. You just got to be patient with growing a business. And that is the number one thing that I've learned. And it's going very well. And the right people will come into your life with helping your business. If you do need the help to grow your business. I agree. I love it. Well, thank you, Lindy, so much. So nice to chat with you. And um, so nice to have you on the podcast and hear more about your story and all of your um, businesses that you've started. So let everyone know where they can find you and remind people where they can find your bags. So everyone needs to get a beautiful bag from Lindy. Oh, yes, I would appreciate it. It would mean the world to me. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram. Uh, shop dot dot t i so shop dot t and my website is www.pataty4u.com. <laughs> Let awesome. me verify that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But we'll put it in there on the screen somewhere. It should be, yeah, yeah pataty for you. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> your website. <laughs> but that's my website. <laughs> yeah. 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 
add T for you. So P A R A T I F O R Y O U dot com. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We'll add links to the show notes so everyone can check it out. <laughs> but um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on. It's so nice to see you. And I will talk to you later. Okay, chat soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.